This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I recap the Chiefs' win against the Chargers and look into the playoffs where the Chiefs now have a bye. Joe, you know, after the game, uh, after the win against the Chargers, Andy Reid told the media that he wants to send some Kansas City stakes to uh, Dolphins quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick as a thank you. But then he, he said that might be tampering, so he's not going to actually do it, but he wants to do it. Yeah, I, th- I also saw, I saw that, and I also uh, heard that they were trying to sign a petition to have Fitzmagic uh, himself come and bang the drum. Oh, that would be great. To kick off. I saw that going around on Twitter. So I think that would be an awesome payment uh, back to Fitzpatrick to have him come and enjoy it. Because that was a huge he – he was a gamer in that game. He was unbelievable. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the Chiefs game live. Uh-huh. Um, that the Patriots game being here on the East Coast, I had to go back and watch it recorded, on, you know, on the uh-huh. app, app. So, uh, you know, I got to watch that whole game and I uh, thought it was, you know, Fitzpatrick was amazing. I, I think the, the Patriots are becoming more and more beatable. Uh, and, and I was excited to, you know, obviously for, for the Chiefs and the fans, for them to get bumped up to that second seed. That's, that's, a, that's a huge advantage, huge we're we're you know we're one win away from the AFC Championship, which is amazing. And we'll get into and they very well could see the Patriots again this time. That would be on uh, the Chiefs' home turf. Um, and we'll get into possible playoff scenarios. Going back to that Chargers game and that Chargers win. Uh, one of the stories of the game was uh, kind of we've been talking a lot about the Chiefs' running game. They're, they're such a good team mm-hmm. uh, across the board but they're only 23rd in rushing offense. Damian Williams, though, had a really strong game, two touchdowns, obviously that very long one where he pirouetted, broke uh, three tackles on the way to the end zone, his second very long touchdown of the season. Do you think they might have an answer in the running game here now, finally, Joe? I think so, Jeff. I really do. And here's the reason why. We can – certainly we can discount – the overall rushing yards that he picked up based on that big run. That 84-yard run, yeah. You right, and that's that. fine. But what, what I saw, you know, coming from an offensive lineman's perspective and, and, and having the perspective of, you know, feeling running backs go by you, right, or run over you like Christian Okoye used to because he uh-huh. didn't care who was in his way. He, even, if, even if you were wearing a red or white jersey, he still ran over <laughs> you. Um, but w- was watching how hard he was to take down that's what excited me as a lineman, right? Watching your guy just not refusing to go down, that's what's going to make him the running back choice of the future. And I think that's what's going to maybe eliminate some of the running back by committee thoughts that go through Eric Bieniemy and, and Coach Reed's head as they're you know deciding on who's going to run the ball, when they're going to run the ball. If they're watching, if they go back and watch that film, they're going to watch a determined runner who refused to go down. And I think that was the most exciting thing uh, totally. and, from my perspective. And, and he doesn't need, you know, Williams or whoever's back there, doesn't need to be great. They just need to be solid. Because everyone, defense are, are kind of playing for the pass. So they just need something, you know, to balance that out. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that, right? We, mm-hmm. we talked about last week, uh, not this past week, but the week before, you know, how they were grinding out, you know, four yards a carry. And if, and if they can continue down that path, that's all Pat needs. 
right? We talked a little bit about those down and distances, second and six, third and five, right? If we can just find ourselves in those situations, it doesn't have to be, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, 120 yards a game. It doesn't have to be, you know, somebody pounding the ball down, you know, down the throat, you know, uh, of the defense. It just needs to be enough yards to give Andy Reid the open playbook. And, and I think if they can do that, that's what's going to propel them, you know, obviously further down the playoffs than, than anybody probably thought they would go. And help them in on the goal line situations. You know, another interesting thing, it's, it's just we've talked a lot about the running back situation, the running back by committee, and it's been interesting to see how it's evolved. You know, just, just the week before, Spencer Ware was the starter, uh, and then he's out for the season. They really liked his. And the combinations it's gone through, through, uh, you know, Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, who just his second week back here after his injury. Uh, and then the other guy who was interesting early in the season showed a lot of wiggle, a lot of burst. Well, Sean McCoy uh, did not play against the Chargers. So I'm curious to see where he is. Maybe they're just saving him because he did look at times he fumbled a little bit too much, but he looked to have um, some explosive ability. Oh, yeah, he's still got it. I mean, and, and again, I, I'm going to use this term again. He's got championship DNA, right? I mean, he's the kind of guy you want in the locker room. He's the hardworking, great chemistry veteran that you want to have on your team, uh, not just in your backfield, but, you know, on your team in general. And, and look, maybe, maybe I don't know, we, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit. I think maybe I was discounting the whole running back by committee earlier uh-huh. on when we started the podcast, and it was because I was getting a little frustrated by it. And, <laughs> and, well, maybe all of a sudden you made a great point. Spencer Ware gets hurt. Damian Williams comes in. You got Shady. Like, maybe you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Where would the Tennessee Titans be if Derrick Henry goes down? Right. Right. They're toast. They don't even have, they probably don't have anybody that could carry the ball as well as any of our guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're putting too much of a dependency on, on, on him. So I don't know. It's, it's working. Right. So let's not, if it's not broke, let's not try to fix it right now. Right. Let's keep going with it. It's working. Um, it's taking a lot of pressure off Pat. You know, he's, he's not, he doesn't have to put up these 350 yard games to win to win big, right, and to take control of games. So something's working. Something is really working. Yeah, it's crazy. Who could have thought that he could have under 200 yards passing, a pick, and the Chiefs still still win. That's just how how different this team is uh, this year versus last year. All these positives from this game, one negative, uh, Juan Thornhill, who's had a really good rookie season, tore his ACL. He had really come into his own three picks on the year, nicely compliment complimented uh matthew but um joe where do you uh, see this and impacting the chiefs how big a loss is this oh it's it's big it's big you know um i think they're gonna have to put a lot more emphasis on on the pass rush right they're gonna have to adjust in other places right besides just replacing him and bringing somebody in who can can carry that load in the secondary but i think i think when you have a loss like that you know you you absolutely are going to have to make adjustments on uh, in other positions as well, right? And and how you know what Coach Bags does as far as you know how he rushes the passer, what kind of stunts he does, what kind of blitzing he does to take the pressure off 
of a new player that comes in who, who you know, even though he was a rookie, who, who will be even less experienced and maybe not as talented as he is. I mean, I heard, uh, you know, I was listening to Rich Gannon during the broadcast mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously, what a treat, right? Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon. What couldn't have been a better? Yeah, for the Chiefs, it was like hearing uh, Harlan, especially we're talking about Damian Williams on that uh, his long touchdown run. Hearing uh, Harlan just go nuts for for a Chiefs fan or grew up rooting for the Chiefs. That was so fun. The old baby, what a play, came back. You know, it was awesome. It was awesome. But Rich, you know, Rich made a great point. You know, anytime defensive backs go down, first thing they do is pick on that receiver and, mm-hmm. and, and the chargers did it right. Yeah, I mean, they did. They had about Philip rivers, you know, and that's what, that's what a veteran does. He, they look, they're not the, the intricacies of the, of the, uh, you know, the defensive game plan and the offensive game plans and the chess matches that are going on. That's the kind of stuff that they're the granular detail that they're going down into like those specific matchups and trying to find the inexperienced rookie or the new player coming into the field. They do it when an offensive lineman goes down. Mm-hmm. Watch. If you ever watch an offensive lineman go down, first thing they do is they always put their best pass rusher or best run stopper over that player, run a stunt, try to get their timing off and, and blow up a play and, and set things in motion that way. It's something they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to accommodate for it. They're going to have to overcome it. And I think I think Coach Spags is going to do it by going to other positions and other areas where he can create, let's call it a a distraction. So right, to speak. right. You know, another interesting thing about that, Armani Watts came in, uh, played uh, decent well. Reed really praised him. Uh, but the other thing the Chiefs might do, so Kendall Fuller, who like last year was really their best corner, they've moved him around a lot. He's been playing some safety. Um, he's a guy that I think is going to get a little out of looks at safety. Uh, it's going to be interesting. He's suddenly going to be a key guy there. Uh, that's For Chiefs fans, that's a guy I'd really watch in the playoffs, Kendall, Kendall Fuller, and how he does will be a key for that defense. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. Totally agree with you on that one. Well, Joe Manscaped is the best in the business in below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Man, listen up. Harry is so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, their lawnmower 2.0, as proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your most valuable parts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just dirty. Manscaped also is the crop preserver in anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. The balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BLEAV. Well, Joe, the Chiefs are now in the bye week because of that crazy win. Um, The Dolphins against the Patriots. 
so I, I think it was 1993, right, when you were playing, the, the Chiefs also had a bye. Take, take me through what did the players do during a bye week in the playoffs? What did you do during that year in 1993? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a unique situation, right? You know, bye weeks are, 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 are interesting because, you know, you, you need to get your rest, but you also, you know, you want to stay active and you want to do things, and you're still so even being – and I remember my wife and I – my wife, Jen, and I, in 1995, uh, we were, you know, we ran through, you know, most of the AFC. We lost to Dallas on Thanksgiving, which, you know, was, was, was what some were saying was a preview of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get home field throughout, right? We go 13-3. and three, And, you know, Coach Schottenheimer gives us, you know, the weekend off. And my wife and I were looking at each other. The weather was really bad. So we knew we weren't going to try to fly home because, you know, we did not want to get stuck in Philadelphia, you know, visiting family. So um, we weren't, didn't have um, time to bring anybody out because we didn't want them getting stuck in the weather and dealing with that. So my wife and I in 1995 drove to the Mall of America uh, on a long weekend uh, that Coach Schottenheimer had given us off. And, um, you know, that's how stir crazy you get. And that's how, that's how, <laughs> you know, that's how ramped up you get waiting for, you know, a playoff game, right? You, you're trying to figure out, you know, things to do to keep your energy level from completely consuming you, right? As you're getting ready for the playoffs. It's, it's, um, but it's a time to rest. It's time to spend time with family, you know, it's a time for, you know, those that have young families or whatever to do some catch up after the holidays. So I, I think this is falling at a great time for the Chiefs. I think from an injury perspective, it gives everybody a chance to get a little healthier, gives everybody a chance to have a little bit of downtime and to de-stress from, you know, the length of, of the season. So that was my, uh, that was what, that was the one playoff by uh, experience that we had. And it was funny because Jen and I almost got stuck in Minneapolis because the snow, a snowstorm did it. <laughs> so we were driving through the snow down I-35, you know, through Des Moines, Iowa. And I'm um, thinking, oh man, Coach Schottenheimer's going to be like, look at this Philly mall rat, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like stuck in, in, in Des Moines because he had to go to the mall. So, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty funny, but, but we had a, we had a great time and got to see a little bit of the, a little bit of the country while we're out. So the 1995, playoffs and excuse me i had mistakenly said 93 earlier it's 95 but that playoff season you know you think of playoff bonus getting more money you might have lost money in this bye week excursion joe because you had ended up going to the mall you know usually the oh, way yeah. winning seasons end up giving bonuses but you know that mall of america that trip was yeah quite costly it's probably worse than going to vegas i probably would have been better <laughs> off going to vegas and, and putting money on the roulette wheel or something um but yeah you know that jeff the, you know the 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 playoff wait and hope thing is crazy. I, I can't imagine, you know, what those players were thinking. And, and as Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon were calling the both simultaneously the Miami game, the Patriots-Miami game, and the Chiefs game, it was classic. There's, there's some great uh, footage or audio out on the internet, Twitter, wherever social media you like to use. There's some great stuff out there of, of Kevin's calling both games at the same time. Mm-hmm. Classic. You could see the crowd getting all juiced up uh, as, uh, as they knew and, and as the news was coming in that, that the Dolphins and Fitzmagic was, were going to pull that thing off. Uh, it, you know, that's so exciting. And the one, the one thing I remember about that whole experience was in 1990, um, two mm-hmm. where we um or no was it nine that no, was 91 i'm sorry it was 1991 my rookie year mm-hmm. when when we were playing the raiders at home on the last game of the season and if we beat the raiders 
we host the Raiders back at our field. If we lose to the Raiders, we have to go play them at their field. That was, that was an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. That was even probably more interesting ju- than just waiting for another team to win or lose. It, we were obviously control a little bit of our destiny, but you know, that would have been, that would have been really tough to, to lose at home to the Raiders and then have to go and play them on the road again a week later. Um, but we pulled that game out and won that game um, on the last game of the season. I, th- I believe the score was like 10 to six. It was a very mm-hmm. close game and it, it afforded us a chance to, to stay at home and have that, that next week at home. So, you know, huge, huge for the chiefs, huge for the fans to get this experience uh, and to have that whole uh, Patriots and, and Dolphins thing going on at the same time the NFL kind of knows what they're doing don't right they? with how they scheduled and it was so cool that the players uh found out from the fan the fans started going crazy in the stadium and so then uh like Mahomes said he's like what's going on and then they kind of figured that out so it's a really cool uh situation and well Joe Christmas has come and gone but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bat, last bets in before the Super Bowl. Will the Chiefs get it done now that they have this bye? Will the favorite Ravens be able to get it done? Will Tom Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet we all have a feeling here. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. You're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games. My bookie is where you want to go. Football, not your thing. No worries. My bookie's got it all from the NBA to the premier league. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions and a very helpful 24 seven customer service team. You can even pull your best together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promotion code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, get paid. And Joe, for those out there betting on this week's uh, playoff games, you know, now now the Chiefs players, like Mahomes said, that he's just going to be watching on his coach, watching the game. He's not going to the Mall of America? Jeff, I don't know. He's not going to take a ride to Mall of America? Exactly. I I don't believe so. And no offense to you, Joe, but I think Mahomes might get recognized a little bit more in Mall of America. <laughs> yeah, totally. Are you kidding? Totally. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jeff. You had a no, great no, no. Going, I, but I couldn't, I couldn't avoid couldn't, that comedic entry. <laughs> couldn't help but love it. Uh, well, anyhow, as we're watching the games, as Mahomes is watching the game, presumably from the couch and not from the Mall of America, um, we can kind of look at the next opponent. Um, who? So as you're, as we kind of prepare for this slate. Who would you kind of like the Chiefs to play? Who do you think is a favorable matchup? Who kind of scares you out of this uh, 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 batch we have? Yeah, I mean, if you look at all four of the teams, right? I mean, I think obviously we lost to Tennessee. It's tough to it's tough to beat a team uh, twice, so we'd have that going for us. Um, we've obviously beat New England. It's tough to beat a team twice, and that's what we wouldn't have going for us because you know. Um, 
we'd be on the other end of that. Um, looking at Buffalo and Houston, um, you know, obviously, depending on how things, you know, work out and play out with the seeding, I think, to be honest, I think Tennessee is probably the team that scares me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think they've got um, an offense that, that matches up well against our defense. Um, because I, I think I because that I think running running game is it's so the running game. It all comes down yeah. to running game. And mm-hmm. Tannehill's not gonna, he's a he's a you know he's game manager. He's mm-hmm. not gonna. I don't think he's going to. He wouldn't lose the game for for the Titans if if he even if he played, you know, poorly for whatever reason. Um, because I think if they got their running game going, they could control so much of the clock. They wouldn't need much to win that game. You know, they could win it. You know, the, the, the Titans can win a game 13 to seven or 20 to 14, you know, just by controlling the clock and by, and by pounding the ball down, down, down a defense's throat. So they're probably the team that scares me the most. Um, the, the Titans also scare me the most, Joe. And it, it's also some history there. I mean, the Titans went in uh, to Arrowhead and they, a lot of the same players, Derrick Henry was on that team, ran all over them and won in Arrowhead in the playoffs. Andy Reid is weirdly one in nine against the Titans all time. So there's a lot of scary things. Um, but you kind of think of the Colts last year, how the Chiefs had all this uh, bad playoff history against the mm-hmm. Colts. Um, I know that it, know that too well. That that 95 year I, we talked about was against the Colts, but and and they still kind of you know broke that curse. So while the Titans are, um, yeah, that is the team that scares me the most. They're hot. They have that good running game. Tannehill's playing well. Um, so that that's a team that um, you know would scare me I think maybe the most on that that field yeah just 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 the way they match up it's it's looking up and down each, each of the rosters and it's funny who who would have thought you know after having home field advantage for the last 10 straight years we'd be saying that we'd rather play the Patriots right, right? isn't that crazy how things I, change in one season so fast? totally and I think that's the case you you made a great point I think it's always tough to beat a team twice uh and the Titans would have to do that and we would have to do that against the Patriots but they just you know, if they struggle that much to beat the Dolphins, everyone's talking about their offensive struggles. Their defense is still really good, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But you can't, with your season on the line like that, that playoff seating on the line, you can't let five, Ryan Fitzpatrick drive right down the field and score a, a touchdown. Um, so, I, yeah, I actually – I think uh, Brady's a little bit more hurt than he's mm-hmm. letting on. People have talked about the elbow injury. I think that's kind of a favorable matchup if they end up – if the Patriots end up going – uh, to Arrowhead, uh, you know, in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all for that one. Um, I really, I would like to, see, I would like to see that matchup. I think, I think the NFL and I think the country would like to see that matchup. Right, <laughs> right. I think that will get great it, ratings. It, 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 to me, I would dub that game the changing of the guard. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would be my chapter title of that book. Um, you know, if I were to write a book about this season, it would be that could be you know, the changing of the guard, right? It's Patrick Mahomes, you know, against Tom Brady. Not that they're playing each other. We've talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about quarterback matchups. Those guys don't actually go against each other. But, you know, it, it would be, I think, the passing of the torch. Um, you look at, at the offense that the Chiefs have put together, it's starting to look a lot like those Patriot offenses of the dominating decade, mm-hmm. right? Where fantastic receivers – a distribution of receivers, right? I, I keep going back to that, Jeff. I keep looking at 
at the stats page and I look at the distribution of the receiving core and what Pat is able to do and how he, he dishes the ball off to all of those guys. It's amazing. Every guy, it was Demarcus Robinson had a big play. McCall had the touchdown. McCall Hardman had a big play against the Chargers. Yeah, it's just – that's how you know you're – that's another sign you're a great quarterback when you can kind of divvy it up. You know, it's, he's not just looking for one guy. It's, you know, and, and all the receivers look – look, uh, Demarcus Robinson is a good player. He, he might end up on a different team next year just the way his contract is set up and the way Chiefs have to play Mahomes. I think Robinson's he's a good player. I don't expect his numbers to match what he's done this year. Just Mahomes just elevates everybody around him. Yeah, he really does. That's a great <clears throat> that's a great way to look at it, Jeff. I love that term. He, he he elevates everybody for sure. The two other teams that are kind of interesting that you know possible matchups. So the one team we haven't we're talking about how tough it is to beat a team twice. The one team we haven't played uh, are the Bills. They're a little bit scary. We just they have a really good corners, really strong defense, strong running game. And then the other one that would be interesting if the Texans uh, beat the Bills and the Titans actually upset the Patriots, like a lot of people think they could, and they could. the Texans would come back into Arrowhead. They, uh, they beat the Chiefs earlier in the season in Arrowhead. What do you think of those two potential matchups, Bills or Texans? Yeah. I, I'm not – the one thing I think about – Buffalo is I'm not 100% sure that Josh Allen's there yet. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I mean, I look at that team coming into Arrowhead and I, I almost think even though, <clears throat> even though the bills are, <clears throat> you know, seem to be the uh, I'll use this term sexier team than mm-hmm. Houston. I mean, it, Deshaun, obviously he's, he's a playmaker, right. And he can, he can, he can make things happen. Um, but to me, the Bills seem to be a little bit more of a, of a sexier team. Um, I don't, I don't fear them as much uh, coming in because uh, I think Josh Allen coming into Arrowhead would be, you know, that that would be tough for a young quarterback mm-hmm. like that in the playoffs after the Chiefs have rested for a week, and we all know how Coach Reed is after a bye. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that would be that would be uh, that would be a tough tough uh, road to hoe for the for the bills. Um, and I think Houston is just one of those solid teams. They, they kind of, maybe not so much on paper remind me of, but just in my gut, they remind, they remind me of the Titans. Mm-hmm. They're blue collar, hardworking, not a lot of big names, you know, mm-hmm. just a team that just has a great game plan, you know, and can get things done. And, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, I would be, I would pro- if I had to rank the teams that I would want to play or versus or maybe the teams I would not want to play uh, in whatever order you look at it, I think the team I would most like to play would be New England. Mm-hmm. I think I would I think I would m- most like to play Buffalo after that. And then and then I think it's a toss up between who I really don't want to see in Houston or Tennessee and I think I'd rather see Houston than Tennessee. They're probably the last team I really want to see. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. And another point about Houston, too, um, that defense, you know, J.J. Watt actually might be back in the playoffs. Wouldn't that but be that crazy defense, if he makes it back? That would be wild. But After a torn, crazy, but, you know, not going to put anything uh, past him. But that defense has been allowing a lot of yards, ranking mm-hmm. pretty low in the league. I, I think it's a, a good matchup for the Chiefs. I think that would be a tough matchup in the sense that Deshaun Watson's such a gamer. I, you know, I, I think that he's, he's a lot to handle and he's a winner and he would give the Chiefs everything they can handle. 
but I think the Chiefs could really move the the ball on that 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 defense. Yeah, uh, and they so did it. Be a, yeah, and they did it against the Chargers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the Chargers were the. A lot of people forget that the Chargers have the sixth ranked defense. In yeah, that's a very good defense. They're yeah, very people look past that. You know, they're looking at the Philip Rivers drama and his last, you know, possibly his last game as a Charger, and they have, they have a fantastic defense. I think what what the Chargers were did wrong was they failed to look at how good Patrick Mahomes is against the zone. Mm-hmm. He he his completion percentages against zone defenses are exponentially better than they are against man-to-man um, and we have and we have that kind of receiving core right that really knows how to exploit the zone you know with Travis being able to sit down in the middle of those zones big post up center almost like in basketball right and then you got the speedy guys just running through those zones and creating havoc and then you know but the Chargers continue to play zone because they felt like it's their you know it's their best defense and I think that's what you know what the Chiefs and what Coach Reed did to, to take advantage of it. Um, so it'll be int- it'll be very interesting to see what any of the defenses try to throw against uh, against Pat. And the other thing about the Chargers, you know, they really did play pretty well, but it was typical Chargers. They lose close games. They snatch uh, defeat from the jaws yeah. of victory. Yeah. I mean, they really played pretty well. They had the special teams gaffe in that, mm-hmm. hey, credit to Damian Williams. He ran hard and he made that great pirouette move. But they also had three guys right there. But if they tackle better, you know, it's a, it's a different game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's it's. I think any of those matchups are going to be they're going to be fun. It's an Arrowhead is going to be rocking, and and Coach Reed's going to be ready. And we all know how he is after bye. So, you know, as Mister T used to say, I pity the fool that's got to come into Arrowhead. You know, after an Andy Reed bye, and especially on the high that the Chiefs are living on with that Patriots loss. I mean, just the amount of momentum that's going to be. Uh, able to carry them into this playoff run is is awesome because they're like I said before they're one win away from the AFC championship that's amazing so amazing and yeah I'm looking forward to just even watching uh, these matchups even with the Chiefs not playing and uh, I know Joe is as well though he might be at the Mall of America depending on his (laughs) his schedule we'll we'll, we'll update now it'd be more the king of Prussia Mall, which is quite large into itself if anybody's familiar with the East Coast. So maybe, maybe in honor of the Chiefs winning the bye week, I'll, I'll, my wife and I will take a quick run up to the king of Prussia Mall and we'll uh, celebrate the, uh, the bye week for the Chiefs. Well, we'll give you that King of Prussia Mall update next week. And if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Everyone Year. Everyone has a favorite photo. Now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere. And it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code photo at checkout. Get big canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code photo at checkout. Check out. Order yours today at canvasworld.com. 
That's canvasworld.com, where photos become art. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.